I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you, as always, for being here. I want to kind of just get right into the episode as usual, and I'll explain a little bit about why I titled this episode, Get Uninvolved. The reason being is that if you're anything like me and you lean to the side of overthinking, overanalyzing, and just generally being stuck in your head when, for example, something is presenting itself in your reality in a way that you don't like, or when you're waiting for your desired reality to catch up with your lived reality. You may have a tendency to get what I'll call over-involved in certain aspects of your reality that you feel you want to correct. This, from my perspective, is rooted in the mentality or the belief that if you don't consciously do something to correct that thing in your reality, then it won't naturally resolve itself, which, as I mentioned, can manifest as overthinking, overanalyzing, feeling the need to check in on something constantly, feeling the need to try to control how everything unfolds, and you basically think that your mind, attention, and problem-solving faculties need to be actively focused on something in order for anything to shift. Now, as with any podcast episode, I am speaking specifically from experiences that I've had and, you know, if at all throughout this episode, this isn't resonating with you and my recommendations in this episode feels like bypassing, then I would trust that instinct that this doesn't resonate and maybe this episode you come back to at a later date or you don't come back to it at all. And I find myself saying that a lot simply because I'm not suggesting that I know all of the answers for what should work for you and how what's best for you. But this principle that I'm going to share throughout this episode has substantially improved my life, my quality of life. I have been a lot more relaxed, not feeling like I need to control everything. And also, I've witnessed it really positively impact my reality creation process. And also, we will be talking about how what I'm suggesting or what I'm speaking to, I should say, in this episode is actually different from bypassing. So, in many cases, from what I've observed in my reality is the kind of problem solving, over analysis, overthinking, feeling like we need to be over involved, to me this ends up doing more harm than good. You're not creating any space in the situation for it to shift, you're just 
kind of reinforcing a habit or a pattern usually rooted in fear or anxiety or in feeling unworthy or self-doubt and that energy is really stifling your ability to expand and stifling your ability to evolve away from that pattern. I compare this to having like an overbearing or anxious parent or another good example of this is continuously checking to see if the cake is ready, opening the oven and therefore actually kind of slowing down and in some cases you know when you're baking or you're doing something like that you are actually having a worse impact on the experience another example of this that comes to mind is overwatering a garden just being over involved to the point where you start to have a negative impact on whatever it is that you are involved in so essentially you're trying to create something in your reality and the energy that you're pointing towards that situation or that you are directing towards that situation every time you think about it or every time you come into contact with it in some way is coming more from an anxious or mistrustful, not sure if that's a word, I am not good with words as you can probably tell, anxious place coming from a fearful place coming from a doubtful place so every time you come into contact with it that's the energy you are bringing into that exchange if you think for example about being on the receiving end of this energy so let's say in a dating scenario when you're dating someone that is coming on really strong let's say you're getting to know them but they're constantly checking in with you and not giving you any space that being on the receiving end of that can feel very stifling and you may want to pull away from that person And from my standpoint, I think that we're in an energetic exchange with everything in our reality, not just people. I believe that energy dynamic to be the same whether it's a person you desire or an experience or a physical object, for example. So I quite often imagine that I'm in a relationship with whatever it is that I desire. And in saying that, I like to think that every time I come into contact with some aspect of my desired reality as an opportunity to either move closer or push that reality away. Thinking in terms of, again, going back to the dating scenario, every time you go on a date, the energy that you bring to that experience is either going to grow that connection closer or you're going to recognize that it's not a good fit and you're going to kind of drift apart. That being said, we're not talking about just a physical experience or interaction so just going on the date we're also talking about the thoughts you have surrounding your desired reality the decisions you make the behaviors the attitudes the narratives and stories you tell yourself surrounding your desire because all of those things are going to influence how you orient yourself in that relationship and the energy that you bring to that relationship so again let's say that your desire is partnership even thinking about When you log on to a dating app, what is the quality of your attention? What is the quality of your thoughts? When you have a date with someone, what are your thoughts like leading up to it? What are the stories you're telling yourself about how the date will go? Are they actually supportive of your desire for partnership actualizing or are they to your own detriment? So examples of thoughts and beliefs and narratives that would be supportive of a partnership forming is... I am deserving of a healthy relationship. If this date doesn't go well, it doesn't say anything about me. Perhaps it's just not the right fit. 
I can be myself in this date because I want to be with someone who is accepting of my full self, etc. And then examples of kind of narratives that would be more to your own detriment and may to some extent influence your behavior and make you self-sabotage and push people away, which again would make it difficult in some cases to actualize that desire you have for a partnership. Some examples of that, all of which I've found myself thinking at different times in the past would be, I'm not worthy of a relationship. No one's going to love me. No one's going to accept me fully as myself. I have to put on a show in order to be accepted. If this date doesn't go well, that's because I'm a failure and I'll never have a partner. So the premise here is that when you notice that your quality of attention in relation to something you desire is anything other than neutral or supportive and that you'll be doing more harm than good to the situation if you get over involved in it, this is where it might be helpful to get uninvolved. And we'll talk a little bit about what that means in a moment, but I think the first step is being able to notice your quality of attention and notice when the repeated thoughts and the repeated behaviors and stories you're telling yourself are kind of to your own detriment. And something about me is I obviously love examples and metaphors, and this one is kind of random, but it's the one that came to mind is, you know, if you have a blemish on your face, it's quite often people will quite often say like, don't touch it, don't pick at it, don't try to fix it. You just kind of have to let it run its course. It may be uncomfortable. It may not look great while it's there, but the more that you pick at it, the more that you try to clear it yourself, sometimes that actually makes the situation worse. So you just kind of need to, to the extent that you can, try to ignore it, try to leave it and let it naturally heal. So I want to talk a little bit about what it means to get uninvolved and what that can look like. But first, I want to do a little exercise just to try to apply this to your own life if you are listening and wanting to ask yourself if perhaps the quality of your attention towards what it is that you desire is more to your own detriment. So you can just think of this or you can write it down. But I would invite you to think of something that you desire, but that hasn't yet actualized in your reality, so you don't yet have it in your physical experience. So you're going to consider the quality of your attention towards it, and I'm going to read out kind of five options. You might find yourself toggling back and forth between a few of these, but you're going to aim to identify what the majority of you is kind of leaning towards. So neutral, and that can sound like I feel neither here nor there about it. Expansive or supportive, and that can sound like, yeah, I can have that, or I can have that, it's only a matter of time. Fearful, and that can sound like I'm worried about what would happen if I had that. Limiting, and that can sound like I can't have that because... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Undeserving, and that can sound like it's wrong, selfish, greedy, or unfair of me to have that. So if you find that the majority of you is feeling fearful, limiting, undeserving, or some other energy that resonates more with the absence of your desire, then this is perhaps an opportunity to get uninvolved. The reason being is that, like I said earlier, if every time that you interact with your desire in any way is an opportunity to either move towards it or move away from it, if the majority of your being is resonating with the absence of your desire, then essentially every time you come into contact with your desire, then you are moving away from it. And it really makes it hard to make any momentum towards that reality. So when I say uninvolved, what I mean is quite literally setting it aside, walking away, in some cases distracting yourself, finding something more compelling than ruminating, and trying to find something else to think about. And the initial reaction to this idea of getting uninvolved, and I know I found myself thinking this at various points, and I did mention that I wanted to speak to this, is that this could be like bypassing or lazy or avoidant. So I want to speak to that for a moment. Often when we notice 
fearful, limited, or undeserving thoughts and energies towards something that we want, our first thought is that we need to get to the bottom of it, figure out why we feel this way, hash it out, heal the wound, work through it, process it. And I definitely identify with the value in this type of self-inquiry and exploration. And it's been something that's been really necessary for me to understand about myself is why I'm feeling a certain way on a deeper level so that I can kind of address it at that level. But... I equally see the value in setting it aside when it's become too consuming or when it's not productive or supportive in any way. And I think that you'll know intuitively when you've reached that point. So maybe you've considered why you may feel fearful or deserving or undeserving, I should say, of something you desire when you've gained some insight or understanding as to what aspect of your experience, whether that's the narratives you've inherited, the systems and culture you grew up in, the people you're surrounded by, when you have some understanding of how that may have formed the relationship with what it is that you desire, when you've done those things that are very helpful and supportive, but then you continue to invest your energy into the over-analysis, into the fixing, into the rumination and trying to problem-solve. Again, to use another analogy here, it's kind of like being in an argument that isn't going anywhere because neither parties have taken any time to step away, create some space, reflect, digest, get some perspective, and just generally be away from the intensity of the argument. Both parties continue to rehash the same issue over and over, not really making any solid progress or coming to any resolution. And if you've ever, if you've ever, excuse me, been in this type of exchange, both parties are losing more and more energy as the argument drags on and it can just become so draining and frustrating. And that to me is very similar to the energy that we're speaking to here when perhaps you've identified that there is something in your being that is resistant to what it is that you desire but you're continuing to turn it over to investigate to analyze and you just reach that point within yourself where you realize that you're not getting anywhere and you're just building a deeper and deeper groove and deeper and deeper pattern in that specific kind of fear or feeling of undeservingness or whatever that trigger may be. But of course, this doesn't take away from the fact that there is a time and place to respond, to react, to investigate, to try to understand, to advocate for yourself. But equally, there's a time to walk away, to take a break, to place your attention on something else. And I do think that this really requires acknowledging that the quality of your attention matters and that your energy is very valuable. And going back to the idea that you are in an energetic exchange, or in other words, a relationship with what it is that you desire, being able to consider what you are contributing to that mix. I like to think of my reality as an expression of that relationship or that mix. And I'm always considering what am I contributing to this exchange? What is my input? I believe that the more involved you are so the more energy that you're contributing to forming that relationship the more momentum builds and the more it grows so you want to be intentional with what you are putting into it because the output is going to be an expression of your input 
So in the context of reality creation, your thoughts, attention, awareness, energy, attitudes, decisions, behaviors contribute to what it is that you desire coming into form and being expressed in your physical reality. And having the ability to recognize when the reality that's being expressed doesn't line up with your intentions and desires, and then sort of reverse engineering and considering your contribution to that expression, I think, is so valuable. And, of course, it always goes without saying that there are external factors and influences and systems beyond our control that, of course, influence this expression. And I just want to validate that these factors are going to impact our ability to be a supportive contributor to our reality. And I don't want to, by any means, create sort of a fear-based narrative that we have to be scared of the thoughts, narratives, and beliefs that aren't supportive or in line with what we desire. Because I think that is when we tip too far to the opposite side of the spectrum, where we're so scared of having negative or what we'll call negative thoughts or whatever it may be, because we think that that's going to lead to something in our reality. To me, it's about noticing them but giving them less meaning and less charge and having the ability to remove your attention from overthinking where that thought or narrative or belief came from and just giving yourself a break, creating some space and neutralizing. You'll probably be able to sense when you're in a better position to revisit things, but sometimes I believe the best thing we can do for ourselves is to create a new pattern of getting uninvolved. Feeling this swell of discomfort that tempts us into reinforcing the same patterns of fixation and overanalysis and creating a new pattern, as I mentioned, of choosing not to respond. So again, allowing yourself to feel the discomfort without always feeling like you need to forcefully do something to correct it or get yourself out of it. And if you feel like you need to be involved in every single aspect of your reality creation, like I often do, in order for anything to happen, then something you can remind yourself of is all of the functions, even within your body, that operate without your intervention. All of the things in your broader reality that you interact with every single day that don't require your attention to function smoothly. We're taking a break from thinking that we need to be in control at all times for things to actualize, and allowing ourselves to reconnect with a quality of openness. I have kind of really resonated with more of a let's see what happens if attitude. So in this case, let's just see what happens if I withdraw my attention from this issue for a while. Getting into the habit of asking if something actually requires your attention. Now, I do this with online comments all of the time. I feel the discomfort of being on the receiving end of a negative or hurtful comment and my patterning and my initial instinct is to defend myself and to invest my energy into that exchange with this random person but I've started to build a buffer and I've started to build a new pattern of withdrawing my energy and asking myself do I really need to respond to this? Do I need to get involved in an interaction with this person who knows nothing about me and just came here to project something onto me that's more about them than me? Do I need to take my powerful creative faculties and my energy and my intention 
and invest it into a dialogue with this person. Is that worth my time and energy? Is there something else that would be a better use of my time and energy? I repeat this to myself when I notice myself slipping into negative thinking or rumination as well. So again, the same kind of questioning process and peeling back and kind of withdrawing. I really do try to apply this in so many different areas of my life. Basically, the overarching message is, can I let this pass without needing to amplify it in my experience? Now, the last thing I'll say before closing out this episode is that, of course, especially when things are so intense and ingrained and Perhaps the thinking and pattern of thinking is associated with a really, really big fear or really, really big insecurity, then this can definitely take practice. It can take support and it can take time. And it has for me. But what I will say is this process, when I've been aware of when I'm getting too involved and when my quality of attention and awareness is not in any way supportive of the situation or supportive of something that I desire actualizing, being able to withdraw my energy and perhaps to be able to revisit it at a later time, perhaps not. But that process has been so helpful and I've seen some really good results actually by doing this. So I'm excited for you to try if you feel called this idea just playing around with the idea of getting uninvolved if you feel yourself resonating with this at all and I think I'm going to leave it at that for this week's episode thank you so much as always for being here and for listening and yeah I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you in next week's episode Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 